this dude is a silly guy. He tells jokes around town and he'll tell you why. But we'll do that later because they're not here yet. But I'll try to wrap this poem up because they're here now. <laughs> and they don't know that that didn't rhyme, but the audio is. So right on time, <laughs> Gabriel Benjamin <laughs> joins us here. Uh, mm, don't shed it. Hi. No tears will be shed. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, hey, what's what's your what's your deal? What is my deal? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. What uh, I I have a lot of things that I do, and but mainly I'm here to talk about comedy. So sick. That that's my main deal. But what what deals would you like to know about? Like I well, mean, I've got some oxy in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I. <laughs> This is like the longest I've talked to you, and I've seen you around. You've, uh, you, you said you're from California, and you're a Jew. Yeah, I, I yeah. mentioned California and Jew together because if I just say I'm a California transplant, the audience will boo me. So I'm mean like, oh, California Jew. If you want to boo, I'll be a cliche. Yeah, well, you'll I'll be a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> that rhymes. That's right. <laughs> no, um, that's smart. <clears throat> I've never had the, the headphones on. Is there a way to control the volume at all? Or is yeah, it, what do you, you want it louder? Or? Uh, it's pretty loud, actually. So. Okay, um, I think this one's yours. How's that? Is that getting quieter for you? At all? It's about, about, about the same. Okay, then I'm twisting the wrong knob, is what she said. Uh, how about, that was mine. <laughs> this one, then, should work? Yeah, that's good. that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Working it out. <coughs> you have a special coming out? Uh, yeah, I'm doing um, I'm doing my first hour in California. Nice. Um, and um, I'm really excited for it. I got a I got a music opener, and then a friend who is a professional dancer, clown, like just just an all around performer. He he. Um, He's done a ton of stuff, and uh, he's going to do sort of physical comedy, uh, improv type stuff, um, just to sort of silly up the crowd. And um, and then I'm going to do I'm going to do my set. And it's the the special is called the Church of G Money, uh, which has been a, a long-standing nickname of mine because I'm Gabriel Benjamin. So it's like Gabriel G mm-hmm. Benjamin, hundred dollar money, bill, right? So G Money, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish humor about obsession, <laughs> yeah. obsep- obsession with money, and uh, <laughs> um, so it's that the <clears throat> the three topics and and I have jokes that are not on these topics, but the, the three main topics I'll be implementing is um, it's a comedy special about God, sex, and capitalism, and uh, and the tagline is God has a plan, He just needs a little financial assistance. So. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm putting on the show. Yeah. Are you going to pass like, the little bowl around? That they I am going to do that. Yeah, do a tithing bowl. <laughs> well, we're, 
we're gonna do the plate, the bowl, and the basket. I, I, I'm gonna the the openers are gonna. I'm gonna try and get them to get more tips from the crowd as well. But uh, but yeah, I'm gonna. I have a I have a sliding scale uh, that I'm charging for it. Although at the door there'll be a full price. Um, my town is notorious. My hometown is notoriously flaky, so I'm just like I'll reward you for being good. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're gonna pull your flaky typical bullshit then you gotta you gotta pay up so that makes sense so you're doing your special back in your hometown in california yeah i'm doing it i'm doing it at a very small town uh i'm from the santa cruz area which is pretty well known especially from the skateboard mm -hmm. industry um but there I, I i grew up in a really small town in the south part of the county called Coralitos, and there's a community center that has a really dope open mic and it's mostly music but i always did poetry and comedy there and um, so, you know, it's it's just really easy to to book with that venue. So I was totally. like, hey, I want to do a show. And they're like, anything you want. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, you know, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it. And that, so I'm going to be doing just stand-up as me. But in the beginning, I'll go into character as the Reverend G, um, just briefly, just to let him know, like, okay, we're going to do... 60 minutes of jokes and then mm -hmm. at the end I'm going to do a sermon right so so I'll just do a, a you know a sample of that and at the end I'll go into full character and like sort of put on an outfit and maybe I'm probably going to do a little bit of a draw with, with the way I talk nice. and, you know, just like um, <clears throat> you know and it'll just be like you know like what if I told you that God was perfect in every way except for his financial planning. And so start with that and be like, when that's where we come in, we get to help like good children, helping out their father so that they feel included. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, and, sometimes you got to help with the bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a three-year-old son, and he loves like to, to contribute to be included. So like, mm -hmm. if I actually have him help, even if it takes longer to like, you know, cut the carrots or whatever it is we're doing, like, it's like, he throws less fits, so it's like that's kind of what one of the things I get to is just like God actually was purposefully bad at finances, so that we could feel like we're purposeful by helping him <laughs> with the money. <laughs> and that's and then I'm gonna pass around the basket yeah. and you know um, all that stuff, and and so I'll I'll go into full character and um, have a couple other tricks up my sleeve for that sort of. I'm assuming it's going to be about a seven-minute sermon. I've written the rough draft of it, but I, it's 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 such that it can be sort of freestyled. So, um, except for the end, the end is specific, and that's going to be a secret. I won't give that away. But yeah, I'm super excited for it. No, that sounds awesome. Uh, and uh, are you going to be filming the special and posting it up on YouTube or anything afterwards? <sighs> I am gonna at least film clips of it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I will film the whole thing, um, or at least I probably will film the whole thing and then slice up clips and post most of it. We'll we'll see. Um, but um, you know, some of the jokes may be uh, darker than I want to have on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, um, but uh, eventually that um, I'll. I'll get over that but I mean my, my background is as a yoga teacher and a lot of people know me in that hometown as a, as a yoga teacher and moving here was really great because <coughs> I mean for many different reasons but it was great for my comedy because I could sort of you know drop sort of 
apprehensions I had. I'm like, people don't know me as a yoga teacher here. I can, mm-hmm. I can be a comic here and then teach yoga on the side. And, um, you know, so like I've been doing just more, just darker jokes, more sex jokes, <clears throat> just stuff that, that I tell amongst my friends back home, but I don't do in public as much, you know, even though I'm, I'm known for being uh, comical in class. Um, and I've said some dark shit in class, but not like, you know, not nearly as dark as what I'll yeah. on stage. It's certainly not as sexual. Like, being, you know, saying, saying, uh, like an example is like, we'll hold plank for a long time and I'll be like, you know, science is proving that like, you know, holding plank for a long, long time uh, cures depression. Although a recent study has disproven that. So it's just like, we've just been like, suffering <laughs> in plank and then like, and people are like, oh, well, this is good for my, for my sad feeling. Oh, it's not? Fuck you. Like, you're such a bastard. Like, people have called me a bastard in class. Uh, yeah, before. that's so, fun. Like, that's, that's, like, not super appropriate. Yeah. But I, I've tried to make it fun and get, you know, draw the right audience of students that, that I get away with it. But, like, but that's about the, the boundary. Whereas here, I, or just in a comedy club, I feel like the boundaries are are much further not that they're boundaryless you mm-hmm. know totally um but um so um so uh, yeah it's really it's really freeing to sort of um leave and reinvent myself as a as an artist versus a you know spiritual teacher or whatever um so i wrote this down this might be a stretch <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I wrote down God, Adam, Eve, us, 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 makes money pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, God, he recruited us. <laughs> it's all just an MLM. Made with a rip, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? I mean, that that sounds about right. And, um, you know, it's a, it's one of those... One of those plans, it starts small and then gradually, gradually expands and there's not a lot of room at the top. Do you guys want to, what if, what if I was like, do you guys want to join my pyramid scheme? And I pulled out like a blueprint for an actual pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) Need some investors. No one's going to see this guy. I I need a tomb. (laughs) This thing's going to be huge and it's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be right in the middle of Eastern Idaho. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yoga or yeah. Have you guys done yoga before? I've done a little bit of yoga. Yeah. Not um, a ton, but I really want to do hot yoga. Mm-hmm. That looks really fun. Like brutal, but fun. Yeah. It, you sweat a lot. If you, if you drink a lot before, during and after, it works out really well. If you don't and you eat too much before, it's like, it's a bad scene, but yeah. Smell. I can see that. Do you like the sauna? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I sweat a lot already. So I don't know if like hot yoga would be the best for me. <laughs> I mean, some people who just are natural have a good internal furnace. They'll they'll go to a 70 degree class and sweat as much as hot yoga. Yeah. And they'll be like, I can't go to the heat. It's yeah, too, I don't completely. I don't think I could do it because like I'll just I went on a bike ride today and was just like drenched, you know, uh, like it's like, uh, man, yeah. Well, speaking of bike sweaty. riding, um, that's my other passion, um, and um, I I brought you guys some uh, company bottles. Oh no oh, way! Shit. If you're a big sweater, you want to stay hydrated. Yeah, dude, these I, are sweet. 
<clears throat> I integrate. I've been I've been cycling since I was been riding a road bike since I was 16. And I got started teaching yoga at 20. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be 43 in September. So these are these are all things. Holy cow! I thought uh, you were just a big water guy. And you <laughs> <laughs> I brought these two things. So I got my own glass. So these are empty. Thank but I, you. I have a big bag of these in my garage, and I was like, I should bring gifts. Yeah. Thank uh, you here, so much. Here we go. But yeah, the, there's the. Um, oh, they look cool on the green screen. <laughs> They're green. Uh, <laughs> They're invisible. <laughs> um, but. Um, yeah, I've, I've integrated yoga for cyclists, and I've, I've led cycling tours, and so that, that's all the lingo on there, and gabrielbenjaminyoga.com. That's my my website uh, and my shameless plug just now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, those are those are some pretty decent bottles. They're not as squishy as a lot of bike bottles, uh, but that, that means that the plastic doesn't leach as much. They yeah. don't have as much of a taste. Wash them really good once, and, and then they're... They're good to go. Sweet. Thank you so much. That's really thoughtful. Thank you guys for having me over and having me on the pod. This is definitely the best gift I think we've gotten. It might be the only. Uh, We got the the conversation book from Dallin. That was pretty fun. Holly brought um, the Dunkaroos. (laughs) But this one can be used. This will last a lifetime. Over and over. Even if I litter it. It'll stay around. Yeah. We won't buy a degree for a while. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So you've been teaching yoga for 23 years. Uh, I started in April 2020, uh, 2001. God, not even 2020. Um, so, yeah, about I, at about 20, I used to be like, I've been teaching yoga for 15 years, you know, or I'm, I'm like, because I'm, uh, most people start teaching yoga in like middle age. Mm-hmm. And so I was always sort of, when I was more, when I was less secure, about how long I've been doing it for. I've been doing it for 12 years, you know, like, you know, and so it's like, yeah. I've been doing it for 18 years now, just so you know, like, you <laughs> should get a raise. Like, <laughs> and, um, but, um, yeah, at about 20, it's just like, yeah, a couple of decades, you know? And, yeah. Um, so, um, and I still teach, but I, I mean, um, I mostly raise my son. So like I work part time and I'm, you know, stay at home dad or. Uh, That's the dream. <laughs> It's working is way easier than raising a kid. I go to, I go do my money making work versus the the raising the kid stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And raising the kid is like, it's it's super rewarding, but like you're just drained. Yeah, drained I could see that all the time, especially when when he. I thought it was going to be easier as he got older, but the, you, you've heard about the, like the terrible twos, which really. The, the toddler phase starts at like about a year and a half, a year and two thirds, and they start throwing fits when they don't get what they want. And they throw fits all the time. And like the, the toddler terrible two phase is like, he sleeps through the night, so I'm not as like sleep deprived, but it's just like, oh, the fits just wear me out. The fits are gonna last till he's 22. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you ever were, but I used to be too. Just, just wait, man. Like, yeah, there's terrible twos, but like, wait for the murders. <laughs> People say it, it's like once they're in school, it's good, and then the teenage years are are rough again and whatnot. Um, I don't know. No, no regrets. I love love being a dad, but I also ap- appreciate being real about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 full on and it's totally it's some tiring stuff. I've done endurance sports and you know, really long, uh, arduous 
bike rides and, and I, I raced for eight years and it's like yeah. the kid is like the ultimate endurance <laughs> it's, it's the hill climb that never ends yeah that makes know? sense <clears throat> that's awesome that's so sweet so um i'm curious do you guys know your chinese animal your chinese astrology um, yeah i'm i was uh or <clears throat> like the year yeah. Yeah, I'm year of we're both ninety seven, so we're both year of the ox. Okay, both ox. I'm I'm the monkey. Okay. Yeah. What uh what that means Yeah, what is that? Well I was born in nineteen eighty and the the monkey is like, you know, um very sort of out there, wild, playful, you know, inappropriate, mm-hmm. sexual. Like I'm, if you look up the monkey and then you get to know me, you're like, <coughs> Yeah, he's the monkey. Um <laughs> 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 but um, um, it's a trip, man, because um, I guess I'm 17 years older than you guys, or 16, depending on what, what month you're mm-hmm. born. Like, we, we met at the bike shop. And yeah. Just, like, chatting. 18 and if you're... Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> 18 if you're bad at math. Um, <clears throat> um, and it's, it's just, I don't know, maybe just because I have a youthful spirit still, but, like, it's really easy to connect with a you know someone in their mid late 20s or early 30s or whatever and you know but like we're different generations that's why i was asking you about what what comics um oh like kind of inspired by yeah and you've mentioned carlin and i was like yes like you know some people don't even know who carlin yeah that's true no this is this is wrong (laughs) yeah i uh i i love carlin i always have my dad got me really into like carlin sam kennison and shit like when i was really young um and then yeah i'm like reading right now i'm reading like lenny bruce's autobiography yeah which is really good um and just kind of trying to like you know i i really love like learning about like the battles that those guys had to go through you know like they all got arrested multiple times like while performing at nightclubs just for cussing just for cursing yeah just for saying like ass or like you know like lenny bruce got arrested because he said um eleanor roosevelt had big titties <laughs> and it's like that's fucking crazy but yeah they um they all had to fight for that shit and i think that's really interesting and yeah the whole like carlin seven dirty words like is very influential because like i i've always cursed like a sailor like yeah. ever since i was a kid i just like picked it up off my dad and shit and uh i get in, i would get in trouble at like one of my corporate jobs for like cursing so much Big titties. Big titties. Big titties. <laughs> and uh, lock me up. <laughs> and, uh, lock you up in the closet with them titties. And so yeah, I like that's what it takes <laughs> for my uh, campaign. <laughs> I'm campaigning for them titties. <laughs> you were saying uh, the Roosevelts. <laughs> There's two O's in Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> was it was Teddy Roosevelt? Was he the one who was like elected three times as like the? Yeah, yeah, he did get elected because he got elected de- Democratic Socialist as like an independent. Got the hat trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a badass though. Teddy's Teddy's man. He loved Idaho. He like has a bunch of. He used to come here a lot and party, in the woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I I uh, I think like. Also, just, like, a lot of our inspirations were, like, skit shows. Like, for me, at least, like, I watched a lot of skit shows and, like, SNL and, like, the whole, like, 
Bill Hader and like that kind of yeah. cast of SNL was like what really kind of started getting me into into comedy. You guys like Chris Rock? Yeah. I I mean, I was watching Rock when he was like featuring on SNL. Like mm-hmm. go, that's like that's like household stuff, you know. Yeah, that's I I um I like wa- I love watching like documentaries from like the 80s and 90s pop culture and stuff and kind of seeing like cuz it was a lot more cohesive like where everyone knew the same shit I think like cuz there wasn't an internet where for people could to like go out on all these like hyper specific tangents and stuff it was kind of just like what you saw on TV and I think there's like that's kind of interesting cuz like culture really develops like more as a whole instead of like in these like niche little pockets that they do now you fuck with whitest kids you know what's that do you like whitest kids you know uh i'm not familiar with that really oh yeah that's that was like my bread and butter dude like trevor when trevor moore died it hit me harder than like any family member dying yeah who was in the thing he was like the head writer We'll watch some <laughs> clips. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's really good. They do some really good stuff. Trevor Moore has like a bunch of like really good comedic songs and stuff. Uh, he has like one called uh, Mouthwash, <laughs> and it's like about like liquor being gone, so he just drinks mouthwash. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you do it. You got it. It's like a country it. song. <laughs> uh, did, did he did he overdose or what? No. Fell off a balcony. He was just had a few drinks daylight. and fell. Yep. It's a damn shame. Second story building, like mm-hmm. not even that just high up. Just head. onto the pavement below. Anyways, you do any other sort of performing <laughs> things? Um, yeah, I. I um, Aside from stand-ups. Well, my my comedy history is is really interesting because um, I've been writing comedy for like ten years. And I'm a, I'm a writer. Like, my background is being a writer. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so coming up with new material is really easy because I can write. And I, I, I make a point to write. Um, and um, the stage performance, I'm getting better at. But, like, that's not my strong suit currently. Um, but I, I did poetry. I have, I have a background uh, being on stage doing poetry open mics and, and sorry about mine at the beginning then I think that's great um, but um, um, so yeah so I've done other stage performance stuff and, and a lot of creative writing uh, just sort of ridiculous short stories um, poems that are that are kind of comedic based that definitely get a lot of laughs um, I, I wrote a I, I shaved to a mustache once when I was writing a lot of poetry and doing a lot of performance, and I did a poem where I wore a white suit, and just talked about what it was like to like walk around two weeks with a mustache, you know. I'm gonna say you can't put a dent in my lip wrap pride because I know you're just jealous for a mustache ride. Like, you know, just, like lines like that. Oh yeah, and, Eaters. And talking about my dad having a mustache in the '80s and like, yeah. you know what it, what the mustache sort of meant to me as a kid, and then what it means as an adult to have, and you know, it's just like. Uh, the the humor behind it and the seriousness and and whatnot. Um, so so I was goofing around for for a long time, but um, I was telling a lot of jokes in class because um, the the yoga world is 
to me it's a very paradoxical world there's you're supposed to bring your ego down so you're more enlightened but mm -hmm. like the desire to be more enlightened creates big egos in people like i've i've dealt with a lot of spiritual narcissists you know yeah i'm, I'm not free of ego myself i'm not going to try and proclaim that but like but um, i am better than most at it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so like I, I just started to see the yoga world as a parody and it, it frustrated me a lot because I was like trying to really make a, a living at it and, and there's a lot of a lot of ego a lot of politics a lot of different things that, that there shouldn't be and um, but I started to do humor and like sort of make fun of, of certain spiritual stuff or just do random humor just because I was like all right like, I kind of think this is just a big joke so it's like where I'm from, if something's a joke, you have a laugh at it. So let's switch mm -hmm. to that. Instead of being frustrated at people's BS and phoniness, like let's let's start having fun. Totally. You know, and let's try and turn the darkness into light. And so I, I I started doing that, and then I was making a lot of memes and just or just writing stuff, ridiculous stuff on on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. So I was becoming sort of an online uh, comedian. I've done some. Um, some parody videos we we made uh yoga for basic bros uh, okay which is a, which is a pretty funny one it's not on my channel but um uh, a friend of mine wa had the idea for it so we wrote the script together and then i'm like kind of the star of the the video and uh she and and another friend of mine who i, I roped into being an extra actually met they started dating and they had their kid five days after oh wow <laughs> that's really five days after ours was born and uh, it's just like yoga for basic bros is like the reason this, <laughs> this, their daughter exists. Like not the reason, but it was like the starting point. Yeah, and, that's funny. And um, so, um, so I was doing uh, poetry at, at the open mic in Coralitas, and I started doing this routine I'd called Tips from Uncle Gabriel. And um, so, like, like a, the 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 idea is is ridiculous advice from your like dysfunctional know-it-all uncle um you know delivered just with way too much confidence so it's just like std tests cause a lot of anxiety which is why i recommend never taking them that's a little tip from <laughs> uncle gabriel you know, just, so i started every week i was doing a tip from uncle gabriel and then i yeah. did my poetry and then i started doing some humor so i was it, the the sets there were 15 minutes oh yeah so and i was doing three poems you it was mostly musicians but you could mm -hmm. do anything and so you do three songs or 15 minutes of whatever it is you were doing and uh so i was doing like two or three minutes of jokes and then i would do two or three poems and um <clears throat> um and i knew that the poetry worked so the jokes i was you know i wanted them to go well and i was i was I felt some nerves around that, but like I had the backup plan. I had the main thing. And poetry, because you're not needing constant reinforcement from it, like you wait till the end, they clap. And if you feel good about it, it works. But in comedy, like if you feel really good about your joke, you're like, I really like that one. And then the audience isn't taking it. Then like that, that's, that's harder, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Didn't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, so so my my evolution you know the the writing the comedic background has been there for for a long time but then doing doing stand-up pure stand-up like without like sort of you know the back the poetry things. and stuff to kind of fall yeah. back on or, or in, in yoga like people have said in like classes where sometimes just jokes from beginning to end kind of like a stand-up routine with yoga or with a mm -hmm. i did a, a 
one class a week I did a core fitness class it had a lot of yoga poses and stretches but it was just we didn't do any cool down or well, we did some stretches at the end we didn't do shavasana namaste or ohms and and we did a lot of stuff I wouldn't do in yoga classes like a fitness class uh, that I would go that's where I would go hardest with the dark humor yeah and, uh, people were <coughs> like, like yeah I just felt like it was like the the comedy workout hour you know and um, but I knew that if my jokes bombed, but this, but the sequence was awesome. Yeah. That, that people would still have a good experience versus if, if you're just on stage telling jokes and your jokes bomb, you're just like, okay, now let's do crunches, everyone. You're going to love it. Yeah. You know? Right. Like it doesn't work. <laughs> so I always had, I always, I, I got into humor with this, this sort of kind of fallback modality that it was linked to. And, uh, I really enjoy the challenge. And it's much harder um, to just do comedy on stage. Totally. But um, especially coming to a new town. But again, that that challenge also leads to the benefit of, of being able to sort of uh, reinvent myself with less baggage. So totally. I'm I'm grateful. Well, shit. Fuck. I don't know, dude. Uh, how old were you as a child? <laughs> <laughs> Still have a, a pretty <laughs> significant inner child, <laughs> so the the forever forever uh, childish forty two year old. Um, how how have you guys felt about uh, the comedy scene here, and, and what what is your feelings about the uh, the atmosphere? Um, I think it's what you expect. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of cool people. There's a lot of. Mm, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's like anywhere. If I think you're nice. It's usually okay. And yeah, I think that it's the people that do comedy here are, for the most part, all really, really nice and like welcoming once you kind of engage with them. Um, but like a lot of people who do comedy in the Boise scene, I think, are introverts more so and are gonna be less likely to like come up and you know introduce themselves to you um until they see you like doing it a little bit um but i think that there's a real like surge happening right now kind of in the boise comedy scene of like people um who are kind of on the up and up and that are younger, like, kind of making their own shows happen. Yeah. And, like, really, like, expanding on it and just being like, you know what, like, COVID's over. It's time that we, like, really get this Boise comedy scene up and going now that it's kind of, like, liquid's gone. There's no real club. And I think everyone is really craving that right now, like, an actual comedy club. Yeah. Like, where, like, Mad Sweet and Voodoo both do a great job. And, like, all the other spots do a good job of, like, putting on the open mics. But, like, it's still no substitution for, like, a Wise Guys or, you know, a Helium or a Laugh Factory or, uh, you know, Comedy Store that, like, Mm -hmm. does... That's what they do. And they get headliners and they have a system of agents who they know, you know, and, like, can get good headliners and stuff. Because I think that's the hardest thing for a club is just, like booking headliners and like getting headliners to show out again and getting people in the door obviously for those shows but like it's tough when there's not like yeah that like kind of built 
community um, or like network of like the yeah because there are you know big names and have you guys uh, done voodoo I, I haven't been there yet but I really want to you should that do out. voodoo oh, it's it super out. sick I love voodoo actually um, it's just like you know it's I've like been, grimy like a comedy club it's it feels like a brick wall it feels the most like a club like, it's like I underground like it's wall, dark yeah. it's like selling. they put have all the seating up close so that the people are kind of sitting right underneath you and uh yeah it definitely has the best vibe i would say like as far as like comedy club feel goes um they just they should do like three more nights of open mic <laughs> yeah. you know rather than just the wednesdays yeah, but like fun. that's also like you know paying people to do that is expensive and yeah. and or just like the people who do put it on i'm pretty sure are doing it based off of tips or something you know well like you mentioned the comedy store and i, I know they're really successful now but like they almost went under and yeah like they, you know it's not just because you get huge names to roll through doesn't mean it's an easy totally easy biz um totally. but yeah I, I would i would really dig i feel like the the suite with the spotlight and they have the light and you know like and everybody's focused on you like then that's what they ask you to do is like I don't don't talk and focus on the artist i feel like it's pretty i mean i haven't spent a lot of time in legit comedy clubs so i i, I can't say but it's it's definitely uh, a step up from from doing comedy at an open mic where it's mostly like old hippies singing Grateful Dead covers. <laughs> you know, <but> <laughs> totally, <laughs> um, I feel you there. Yeah, the I like. I think that if their stage was built up a little bit more, uh, uh, Mad Sweet, that that might help a little bit. It just feels like, and then like their entrance and like the way the bar is kind of set up in the back. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It like feels like. And like, there's a lot more. I I don't know. I feel like they should bust that wall out, honestly, so that they can seat more people. Mm -hmm. Welcome they have to that whole open uh, <laughs> comedy club remodels. Uh. <laughs> White people flipping houses. <laughs> we're gonna take out this load bearing wall, and we're gonna yeah, this one with an open knock it down concept. With laughs. Yeah, exactly. No, I just. I like Mad Sweet. I just uh, their beer's too fucking expensive, man. <laughs> I uh, well, seven dollars for I, a fucking Mexican man, lager. They could have I, a two I, drink minimum. I would I would like it if there was maybe a deal for performers or whatnot. There and, should you be know, whatnot, but um, I um, there is actually at Monday nights if you're on the list, uh, you get twenty percent off food. Oh, that's cool. At the pizza, so. Yeah, I, I haven't made it to That's that sick. yet, and I'm, I'm not now that it's earlier. Like my son's bedtime is like sort of eight eight thirty, and like you know if I if I piece out like toward the end of it and and aren't, am not helping for like the last five minutes, it's not that big a deal. But if I'm not there to help him with his bath and all these things, like for yeah. a, an hour plus, like you know, um, it's um, it, it yeah. It, I mean, I'm not making money doing this. <laughs> yeah, right. Mics. I'm going to make yes. I've already got people buying tickets for my show, so That's I'm, good. I'm monetizing my comedy yeah. already. When I'm, is the show? It's uh July the 8th, okay. Saturday. Yeah. Oh, so you, Yeah, I'm going back to town for my mom's birthday. You're not going to be doing the bogus space and hill climb then? I'm not going to be doing I don't think I would be doing that. <laughs> really? Anyway. Okay. I I've i I'm going to ride it probably this Friday as like an early Father's Day celebration. I've ridden to the Pioneer Lodge non-stop um once and uh late april it's, a gnarly this year. Ride. It's, it's, it's 
awesome. Yeah. It was a really it was one of the first hot days in April and but it was tons of snow at the top. It was mm-hmm. it was wild and um I um uh I, I made a brief vlog of it. I haven't posted it, but I have like tons of YouTube channels. I have a I, a main one which is yoga and then I have a cycling one called Epic Rides with G and I just I just branded my comedy which is just Gabriel Benjamin comedy but I have brand new Instagram and brand new nice. um, YouTube um, Gabriel Benjamin comedy um, and I have a men's mentorship uh, YouTube as well which I, I only have a couple videos up on but I have a list of notes of different things to, to do to you know sort of uh, speak to men who, um, you know, don't want to be misogynist, but want to sort of find their power in the world, you know, in, in the right sort of way. Um, and I, I deliver my message with humility as well. Cause I, I teach based on my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, anything that I teach, it's, it's based on, I did it wrong the first time and here's what I learned from yeah. it. So try not to be one of those know-it-alls who's yeah, totally. <laughs> just telling it like it is like andrew tate or something like that i think we need better options than yeah you know. no i think it's important for for young men to kind of have like an older person that they can talk about those like deeper issues with or just listen to those like mistakes because i know that i've fucked up enough you know that could have been avoided if like maybe i'd thought about it a little bit <laughs> yeah man uh, what would you what would you mentor us on? What what are we doing wrong? <laughs> I I think I'm impressed with you guys. You guys got your own podcast. You're doing comedy. Nice. Like I don't I don't know enough about you. Um, you know we haven't given his copay yet. <laughs> <laughs> if if y'all want to go for uh, you know uh, stroller walk with me sometime and tell me about your life, I could Ooh. listen and and reflect some ideas. Um, but um, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm inspired truthfully. Like I think, well, I think, I think one of the keys to being a good role model is to not be so big that you can't learn from the people that you're also trying to, to share with and whatnot. Um, and again, like I said about, you know, when I was teaching for 14 years or 15 years and like, I, yeah. was, I was like, oh, I'm not going to take their yoga class because they've only been teaching for three years. And then I got over that eventually was taking some newer teachers classes and I could, I could see that they were newer and I was I knew most of the things but then I maybe I get one or two nuggets of gold from them that I didn't already have and mm-hmm. and so um you know um just to always just have that that desire to learn you know learning from your from your elders but also from from I mean I'm learning from my son all the time you know being a father is like the biggest learning experience i've i've ever had and and it's amazing to just to see children like children have so little baggage compared to adults and it's just mm. like, oh right that's what it's like to not be ashamed of stupid stuff like my, my son needed to pee out in the front yard he takes a a whiz and i was like oh we can't <laughs> pee in the front yard and he's just like but why and I, he asked me that mm. and i'm like, I'm like <laughs> well shit what would i tell a deer <laughs> You know, if like a deer was going pee on a lawn, like what would I say to that? 
that would make sense? What can I say to my son? It's just like, uh, because capitalism has taught us to be ashamed of basic human needs like food, sex, and going to the bathroom. So that we're <laughs> perpetually upset and need to impulse buy all the time. And, you know, it's just like, I don't have a good answer for why you can't piss Sorry, on Dad. the lawn. <laughs> yeah. You just can't do that, just, you know? It's going to make the grass yellow, dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> my, and, uh, that's funny. My mom used to be, like, afraid that I was going to, like, go piss in a park or something because I would, like, pee out in the backyard all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> She's like, he doesn't know. And I never did because I knew. <laughs> so your kid's smarter than... You think he is, maybe? He, no, he's... I could be shitting in the kitchen. So. <laughs> Just put it right Pick down your the garbage disposal. Yeah. <laughs> put a lemon on top of it, smell goes away, you're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from it can experience. Be worse. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, that's awesome. It's about 40 minutes now of recording. It's approaching our bedtime. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you have anything that you, you would like to... put us to bed the lullaby poem? Yeah. You got a poem in your brain that you want to end on? Um, I could do a poem. I wouldn't call it a, a, a lullaby. Um, I, um... I have a... I have a... <laughs> I have a couple memorized poems um, that were kind of my signature pieces that I really like. One of them I think is about three minutes and one of them is is about five, maybe five, six. Um, so I'm not sure if you want me to do one or both. Um, they're pretty I fun. I would love to hear one. Yeah, rip, rip that rip okay. that three minute poem. Do you off. want like a, a beat? Yeah, like, like some background <laughs> piano? Can <laughs> 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 you get the saxophone real quick? <laughs> So let me, I'll tell you the backstory about this. So, so, um, when I, the first poetry open mic I went to, I was writing for a while. I was going through a breakup, of course. I was writing a lot of poems. Uh, a friend of mine's dad was a really good poet and he could, he could rattle stuff from memory and I was really impressed with that. <clears throat> so I, I wrote a bunch of poems. I wrote a poem about uh, Scotland, where a family member had lived, and I visited Scotland, and on the flight back, I wrote this poem about Scotland. So I go to the open mic, and I was just like writing poems about feelings and nature and d different things. And uh, I go to the open mic, and I, I realized how performative it was. Like some of the stuff was, was more of like writer's work, but a lot of it was, it was writing, but a lot of stage performance. And so I, I go to this mic, I was determined to, to read. I hadn't even signed up. I went up to the, the, the MC at the end. I said, I wrote something. Can I, can I do a thing? And he said, sure, go ahead. So I, so I read my poem uh, about Scotland, and um, I, um, I was like dry toast. I was like, <laughs> oh, that I would be the luckiest of men. I would someday revisit this land again. <laughs> it's hills and pastures green with gold and stonework that stands a thousand years old. I, I'd been reading it to people and I knew how to read it with like the emotion. emotion. Oh, that I would be the luckiest of men. You know, like, but I, I was so nervous. And, I, I, and then they gave me the golf clap. The rule was you clap, you know, you don't heckle and you clap. And they gave me the golf clap, whereas they'd been, the, the last two people had really epic stage personas. Mm -hmm. And um, so 
<clears throat> so that night I went home and I wrote this poem that sort of sort of knocked the place, but also like showed a sense of admiration for it too. And then the next week I, I went back and um, read a poem about a breakup, and that was a little bit more edgy, and the crowd was more responsive. And then the week after I went back and I, I read something that was a little bit more sort of entertaining, um, and. And then the fourth week, I went and I read the poem I just titled it "Open Mic," mm-hmm. and and I did it from memory. And so, th- <clears throat> so it goes like this. And I wrote it when I was 26. Right? He's not the best, but at least he tries. Another rhyming poem in the audience size. You can call my work shit, but I think it's good stuff. So many live soft while they act big and tough. Yeah, I admit it. Cider House rules made me cry, and I didn't just blame it on dust in my eye. People cover their softness with piercings and tats. Poets stand on stage with funky clothes and cool hats. Now you might be thinking, there's a hater to hate, but don't get me wrong because I self-deprecate. I'm not claiming to be an artist or some kind of sage. I just like to put down what feels good on the page. And I know some of these guys are much better than me, but hey, I'm still young, so someday we'll see. I was 26 at the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then it goes, I dated a girl whose last boyfriend was black. I told her, once you go Jewish yoga teacher, you never go back. He was gorgeous and tall, and 200s he could curl. But she gave me half a chance and then said I rocked her world. Now, I'm not telling you this because I think that I'm that great a fuck. But fellas, <clears throat> but basically what I hear is a lot of men suck. So fellas, get creative with more licking and swirls. Because in this town, your girlfriend might rather fuck girls. There's a lot of lesbians. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> And would you blame them if you look the type that looked out for number one? That just makes you one of many when under the sun. So call me cliche if that's all you can relate. I know I'm not Picasso, but at least I create. Most of my poems involve nature and rhymes, and for some that's not artsy, but for me it's good times. But I have big respect for other styles you see, and your respect in return is pay dirt for me. So I hope you find people can appreciate that, because I stood up on stage while the rest of you sat. Oh, oh, dude, I like that a lot. That Thank was really you. good. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I, lo- I love that poem. And and the crowd went nuts. Yeah. I was like, I, yeah, that's I, a sick I, Rightfully so. Yeah, honestly, that's, well, I, that's a I, fire I fucking call, poem. Dude. I was kind of calling them out, but yeah. they, they, I was like, I was like, I'm an asshole, but I'm also right, and here's why. And they're like, we love you. And I was like, oh, really? Like, yeah, what? <laughs> and the host came up to me, and he gave me a big bear hug, and he said, that was fucking money, dude. And I, at the time, I was a huge fan of the, the movie Swingers, and they were talking about, you know. You know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so fucking money, and you don't yeah. even know. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, that was money. And like, it felt like currency to me. Yeah, to that's get that, that love from the crowd. And from him, and then he, we all went out drinking. Like people wanted to buy me a drink and all that stuff, and we went out to the bar, and and he got drunk, and he was like, "I want you, to, I want you to be a feature at my birthday party. I'm having a birthday party in two weeks, and I want you to be a feature." So like me, brand new to the mic scene, was next thing I knew, I was doing four poems as a feature two weeks from then, and and then it took off from there. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great origin story. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Gabe. Gabriel Benjamin. Gabriel Benjamin. (laughs) Green screen, green shirt, no body, all arm. Am I just just an eagle? More cowbell, dude. Poetry, story, (laughs) rhyme, rhyme. Time, time, time to wrap up. Up the direction we need to go when this is over. Because basement down. You guys down? Hey. 
the slam poetry. Uh, ra- you say the last things, <laughs> so I don't have to. I never, I never could quite get into slam, you know, because I, I grew up like, um, like kind of middle class Jew. That's that's a hard thing. Mm. It's like, yeah, life was hard for me. I grew up in the country and fell off of horses sometimes and shit. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite work for slam. But no, no so no. great, so great to be here with you guys, and I hope that we hang out again in in yeah, various dude. forms at the mic. Yeah, stuff outside. Can't wait to body. see your special. Yeah, definitely. Film some yeah, clips of I'm it or something. I'm or bring excited. It, bring it here. You uh, you can catch G Money on Instagram <laughs> and YouTube, and uh, down in California on July 8th for his special. Uh, where are you selling tickets on Eventbrite? Or? Yeah, yeah, I am. Cool. It's, uh, it's donation. Although the the suggested sliding scale is uh, 10 to 30. The at the door is going to be 33 in honor of the year Jesus died or the age. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. arsenic on the periodic table. Oh yeah, three three. <laughs> <laughs> Your father was Jesus. <laughs> Who art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Have a pretty good week, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, dude.